Welcome to Wednesday Bible Study. This is Pastor Logan. Uh, we're going to get into the Word today, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll join us at some point, either live or um, online later. Uh, again, this is our Wednesday Bible Study, and normally we'll go through a, a, a series of teaching or a, a book of the Bible. Uh, but in between this time, we just finished the book um, um, Celebration of Disciplines by Richard J. Foster, as we studied as a, as a group, uh, and I'll be getting into, I believe, uh, the book of Ephesians um, at some point, uh, if not next week, a couple of weeks, and finish up what we started there. I think we made it all the way through Ephesians 3 uh, before we, uh, before we uh, preempted it and got into the book uh, at the beginning of last year uh, with uh, Richard J. Foster. Today I, wanna, I want to uh, bring an awareness and hopefully an encouragement and also some faith build up uh, in an area that uh, that is acutely amongst us right now, and that is all that is going on in our nation today uh, as it pertains to the country, but also as it affects us right in our own homes and especially in our thoughts and our mind. And so I want to talk about um, uh, worry. Uh, are, are you worried? Are you worried? Are you operating in fear? Uh, are you dominated by it? I know if you watch the television, there's a lot of reasons uh, that one could argue for worry and that it would be okay and all right to worry. Uh, and a lot of times when we think about worry, we think it is a worry is just a natural part of life. That's what we do as, as humans. We worry. We're made to worry. That's uh, our, our way. And sometimes we even make it... Um, um, uh, a very pious thing uh, to operate in worry. Like, uh, if we don't worry, we're not concerned uh, citizens. Uh, but I, I beg to differ according to Scripture. And today I want to talk about worry. And I want you to become uh, agitated with any uh, aspects of worry and have a zero tolerance uh, for worry and become, as I said before, uh, you know, anti, you know, just anti-racism. I've ministered uh, a short message on anti-fear. I want us to have anti-worry. I think that's in keeping with God's um, purpose and law for our uh, purpose uh, and His will for our lives. So today we're going to talk. Are you worried? Observe the children. Observe the children. So I'm going to read a scripture to you, and let's pray before I do. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for our time together. I thank you for this opportunity to minister the Word of God. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would think through my mind and that you would speak through my lips words that will edify us, comfort us, provoke us to change, and move us into a higher level of faith. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So, again, as I said before, there's a lot of reasons that we could be constantly walking in fear and walking in worry. And, um, but here's one thing I want you to know at the outset of, of this message, of this teaching, is that worry is a sin. Worrying is just as much of a sin as going out and committing murder, just as much of a sin. Maybe not with the same consequences, but definitely a sin. Uh, worry uh, is just like fornicating. It's just like, when I say just like, it's a sin. And um, and so it's something that we don't want to 
uh, live in. We don't want to live in sin, practice sin as a way of life. The Bible says in one of the Johns, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, one of them, it says, he that is, has, is born again does not commit sin. In other words, does not practice sin as a way of life. And as a Christian, as a believer, one who's born again, one who has an Abba Father, we should not practice worry. We should not become pros or masters at worry. We should not have anything to do with worry. Uh, that's where I want to be. I want to be at a place where I don't have anything to do with worry. And I believe that's where Jesus wants us to be, is in that place of not worrying whatsoever. And when we see worry as a sin, we'll be more prone to shake it off, just like we would do other things that we see as sin. But it's really unfortunate that people have lived with and have learned to operate uh, in in um, uh, in with worry and to function in it and have it as a reality of their life. Uh, it should never be. Worry is an encumbrance. Worry is not only a sin, but it is also a weight that can get us off and beset us from what God has for us. I give you an example of, of something like worry. Um, the other day I went swimming and um, I put my little, uh, I got a little net uh, that we, a uh, little small blue uh, pool drawstring net that I put my goggles in and I leave it right there on the side of the pool as I'm, as I'm swimming. And normally I, I start at one end of the pool and, uh, and, and swim back and forth uh, in the pool. But this day I started on the opposite end of the pool that I normally get out on. And, um, and I left my little blue net on that side and I did my laps. Um, and then I, I grabbed that little blue thing and instead of getting out on that side of the pool, I swam back to the other side. And while I did, I put that little, it, it can't weigh even an ounce, that little net on my, on my arm and I swam back, I put it on my right arm and I swam back. And just that little net right there really did something to my ability to get back across. I made it back across, but I could feel the weight of it. Just if, you, if I could show it to you, you would be amazed at how light it really is. You'll say, surely that can't make a big difference. It made a huge difference. And I'm certain that if, if, I, if I were an Olympic athlete swimming and I was to be in the gold medal round and I was the only one that had that little net on, uh, the guys who may have been slightly uh, slower than me would have beat me because that one little thing just kind of put a hiccup, was a weight to me. And so I think that's the same way even with worry, is that we carry it around. We think very little of it, but we don't realize it's offsetting us. It's getting us off, and it's getting us out of faith. So observe the children. Listen to this scripture right here. It says, about that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of, God, of heaven? This is in Matthew, if you're reading along with me. This is Matthew um, uh, chapter, uh, gosh, 16, I believe. Uh, excuse me, chapter 18, verse 1. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. And then he said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like a little child, you will never get to into the kingdom of heaven. 
Now here it says, you'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. And, and I would like to say you'll never experience the kingdom of heaven. You'll never have the God kind of life fully if you don't enter in like a little child. Uh, so it's got both of those meanings. Uh, both of them have to do in the way in which we come in. And then it says this, so anyone who becomes as humble as the little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now think about that just for a minute. It, it's saying here that those who will become as humble, as dependent upon, as trusting of, like a little child is, or in a sense has to be, that person is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. That, that little bitty person, that child who learns, or that person who learns to put the whole of their being, their dependence upon God, upon Jesus, that person is the greatest. Greatest in quality, greatest in, in capacity. That person is the one who's able to receive the most from the kingdom of God, is that person who will humble themselves and become like a child. Humble themselves and become as weak and as needy and as dependent and as trusting because you have no other choice as a child. That's the person. And so as we look at all that is going on around us today, all that's going on, it's a time for we as Christians not to, to uh, get into fear and worry and wonder and be concerned about what's going to happen to me or what's going to happen to the world. It's for us to become childlike. It's for us to become wholly dependent upon God, realizing if anything, you should, you and I both should realize it is out of our control. There's nothing you and I can do about it. But pray and believe God and trust ourselves to his care. Trust ourselves to his care. And, 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 and a lot that is going on now is the very opposite of that. It is fear that has produced. It is worry that has produced what we saw last week at the Capitol. Those are the things that worry produces. Worry, words, words that, that stir up um, a fear and have people losing their minds, as it were, and, and going into the sacred place of the Capitol out of this sense of worry. What's going to happen to our country? What's going to happen to our people? What's going to happen all around us? What's going to happen? I'm going to die. We're going to die. It's doomsday. No, man and woman of God. That's not our plight. If the word of God said that's what's going to happen to us, then we would have reason to be fearful. And as the scripture said, if only in this world we have hope, then we are all men most miserable. But our hope is not us. Founded, it's not sustained by um, the things that are going on in this world today. Hopeless people do hopeless things. Hopeless people do destructive things. People who are full of hope, they maintain and they sustain and they walk with character. And they, 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 no matter what day of the week it is, they are still, still strong in their belief and, and know that everything is all right. So uh, uh, so we observe a lot of things. I've got a grandson now. Uh, his name is Kimball. And uh, uh, when I get an opportunity to be around him uh, because they live in another state and, and uh, because of the things with COVID, we've not been able to get around him as much as we'd like to. But if we were and, if, and, and the times that we have, uh, especially this last time, I was able to just observe him, just watch him. 
Do you know that he could care less about COVID? Do you know that he don't care what has happened around us? All he knows is that somebody's watching over him. Someone's taking care of him. He eats three, four, five, six, however many meals a day. When he wakes up in the morning, he is on an adventure from the time he wakes up to the time he takes his first nap. He is looking around. He's searching. He's exploring. He's grabbing things. He's tasting things. He's, you know, he's not, not the least bit concerned about worries and fears and concerns and dangers and lions and tigers. and He's not concerned about any of those things. He's concerned only about the moment only about what's before him. He is trusting that these two people that are far bigger than him, that are living with him, that he will one day call mommy and daddy, daddy and mommy, that those two people are conspiring to do me good all the time. They're always doing me good. Whenever I even squeak just a little bit, they're there to give me food. They're there to answer me with, and, and, and somehow I keep on getting more stuff to explore, more things to see. And, 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 and I don't even concern myself with the journey. I somehow get wherever I need to go without even thinking about it. I just get there. You think he worries? He's not worried. And when he goes to bed at night, when he sleeps and takes his nap, uh, he is sound asleep. He is not having thoughts running through his head other than good thoughts, you know, other than the next toy that I'm going to play with, whatever he might be dreaming about. That's what his existence is like. And he is totally dependent on these two adults that have brought him into this world. And God says that those of us who enter the kingdom of God like that, like that kind of mindset, with that kind of humility, those are the ones who are the greatest. I think greatest out of the quality of their existence. That they exist and they have a quality of life that is superior than anyone else's because they have found the good life. The good life of trusting that someone is rocking me in their arms. Someone is cradling me. Someone is conspiring to do me good. Someone is making sure that my every need is met. Someone is making sure that I get where I need to go. Someone is planning out my day for me even. I believe that's why God tells us in his word. Uh, uh, when we say something like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. He says, attached to that, if the Lord wills, the Lord wills, I'll do this. That means that we're subjected, subject to him all the time. Like if I go over there, if I'll go there if the Lord wills. I'll be there if the Lord wills. I'm, I'm, that means we are constantly submitted to him and he is constantly watching over us. Okay? So we want to be like that child. How should we live our everyday lives? Let me tell you something. Even today, don't give yourself, don't give yourself um, a license to worry. Don't. Give yourself a license to worry. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest where? Rest in your mind, man. Rest in your soul. Rest from thinking about all you got to do and when you got to do it and how much you got to do and all those things. Just like Mary and Martha. You know, Martha, you know, she was all taken up with all of what she needed to do and fixing food for Jesus and all these other things. And, and Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and just... Glean from him. 
And, and Martha got on Mary's case, said, you need to come over here and help me with the dishes or help me fix, fix the food. And Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are encumbered with. You are, are worried about so much. You, it's better just to sit here and listen to me. This is the moment. Don't be scatterbrained and, and, and forward, so forward and out there that you're thinking about, about tomorrow today. I'm here right now. This is my moment. This is the moment. You should be thinking about me right now, not over into next week. And too many of us are thinking about what's going to happen next, what's going to happen when this happens, what's going to happen, are we going to have a world to turn to, what's going to happen. No, get off of all of that. Get into what God says. Sit at his feet and don't busy your mind. Don't encumber yourselves with so many things. Now, I'm telling you, it is a fight. I'm not saying that, that you should just, you know, it's just an easy thing. No, you fight to stay at a place of peace. Fight to stay there. Don't tolerate things swirling around in your mind constantly over and over again, worrying about this, worrying about the, the president's the inauguration, what's going to happen, you know, what's going to happen to the people, all of that stuff. You know, tomorrow will take care of itself. You sit at the feet of Jesus. We, let's do that. And let's not get so worried about what's going on in this world that it, it causes us to get older than we ought to be. It causes our heart to get at work far harder than it should. It causes our blood pressure to raise up when it shouldn't be raised up. Come on. Let's not. Let's take God at his word. Now, we're going to get into that in just a minute. But here, here's, what, here's what babies do. Here's what children do. Number one, by, by necessity, they live every day by faith. They don't have a choice. They live every day by faith that these two people that I see walking around, they're going to take care of me. And all I have to do is have a good time adventure. Now, it says enter as a child. It doesn't say stay childish all your life, meaning immature. It's saying operate like a child with that same level of humility. Number two, trust is all a child has. That's all they have. They can't do anything else. They're constantly needing tapping the trust. It's like someone who doesn't have a car uh, but has to get somewhere. They constantly have to trust someone to take them to wherever they need to get to. Well, children are like that. Children are constantly in a state of trusting because they have no choice. They can't do much on their own. So they have to trust for everything. They have to trust that mommy and daddy is going to do their part. They're going to do their job. They're going to take care of me, you know. And that's why it's so important uh, uh, just taking a side journey. That's why it's so important that we not wreck that in their lives as parents, that we don't give them reason not to trust, that we don't shipwreck their faith, as it were, because our word cannot be dependent upon, or we do something so tragic in their life that causes their whole trust bank to break open and spill out. Number three, they are wholly dependent upon someone else for provision. That's kind of what we've already said. Holy, they're number three, wholly dependent upon someone else for provision. I've never seen a child go to a grocery store for themselves. Never. You know, a little young child, a little baby, as it were, a young child, go and provide for themselves. Thank God that in this country, even if a child is parentless, that we've made provisions as best we can to take care of them. Thank God for a system like that. I'm sure there are countries who don't have systems where, where there is a, 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 a under... Um, uh, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Someone that, that's um, underwriting 
uh, as it were, uh, children and making sure they're all okay. But thank God we have foster systems, we have adoptions, uh, we have um, uh, welfare that is able to aid, uh, uh, cause those children who don't have enough uh, to, to be taken care of. And we should never, ever be hardened in that area. We should never, ever be a people who are so hardened that we make a difficult path for children to travel in. Man, God forsake us. God forsake that we should ever, ever make it difficult for a child to trust. Number four, no capacity to think about tomorrow. Children don't have the capacity, I think, to think about tomorrow. That's someone else's job. Children just stay in the moment. They just stay right in the moment. They're not thinking about, they're just like, what? Ooh, ooh, what is that? Okay, let's deal with that. They're not thinking about tomorrow. That means they can't worry. Worry is a future tense thing a, a, as though it's happening right now and you're treating as though it happens right now. Let's not do that. They have no capacity. Let's just stay in the now. Let's just stay right there. Are you okay right now? Good. Stay there. Is everything met right now? Good. Stay there. Are you provided for right now? Good. Stay right there. Because tomorrow will take care of itself. Number five, they live void of their own plans. Someone else is in charge. God is in charge of our lives, right? We shouldn't make up these long uh, plans about here's what we're going to do in our life and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know what? There is no straight line. There is no straight line uh, to where you're going. And so we have to trust God for every turn, every curve, every stop, every um, uh, uh, tunnel, every breach, every bridge, every whatever. We have to believe God. Don't make these long plans because, uh, and I'm not saying not to plan. I'm saying keep your plans flexible. Allow God to, to be involved with them. Um, uh, I used to do this, uh, and I was sharing this uh, with my cousin yesterday. I used to, when I was doing a series of teaching, uh, I felt like I had to make it all the way to the end before I, without, you know, changing. or and, and, and sometimes, you know, I would want to, I felt like God was sharing something in my heart that I needed to say then, but I was like, no, I got to get it to the end of the series first. Hmm. Listen, I've learned. I've learned humility. I'm learning to be humble by the grace of God. I've learned that whatever God has to say can be interrupted by whatever my plan is. Whatever God wants to do can be interrupted. He can interrupt what our plans are because he's the great planner. Many are the plans of men, but it's God's plans that will prevail. It's God's will and his purposes that will prevail. Number six, live with reckless abandonment, enjoying everything in sight. <laughs> live with I, when I look at my, my little grandson the dude is he's he is going grabbing reckless abandonment I mean the dude came in my house and there was uh you know potted you know flower pots that had that you saw evidence of him going in there and and picking up and I guess taking a look and exploring the the potting soil and and then leaving it where he where he thought and where he where he, where he left it and and then just see a, a train of explorations. I call them exploring. Uh, the other day he was in the front yard and we were out. I was hitting some golf balls or golf, hitting some balls in the in the front yard. And uh, so he comes out and he's walking around and 
and and so he walks over uh, and, and toward our neighbors uh, that is right, right right beside us, and he walks and he starts walking and he starts walking, and he starts walking, and he 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 looks around and nobody is with him, and so he looks back at me as if to say, "Can I continue?" And I just kind of gave him a wink, like, and he just continued on. Uh, he gave me an acknowledgement, but his job was to explore. Uh, as he got further away and further out, he was like, oh, wait a minute, let me let me check and see if this is okay. And all I gave him was a head nod, and he just kept on going. He didn't realize, or he did realize, um, that, that somebody's watching him. So long as I know somebody's watching me, I'm certain they're going to rescue me if I should happen to fall, if I should happen to go somewhere I don't need to go. I'm certain someone will come and say, call my name or, or come and get me. But he lived with reckless abandonment. Let's go. Man, let's do that in life. Let's do that. There's, a, there's a, um, uh, one of the principles that we teach during the boss training uh, that we do um, uh, in crossover camp is I will live this day as if it were my last with the confidence that all things will work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purposes. Boy, that's good. What if we all lived that way? What if we all lived life daily as though it were our last? Number seven, oblivious to harmful germs, sickness, dangers, etc. Living oblivious to them. I mean, children live with this kind of, they're not aware of danger. That's what the parents are for. The parents are supposed to be aware of the dangers and supposed to watch them keenly to make sure that they don't get in any trouble. Well, our God, our Father says to us, be like a child, so that must mean that he's going to be like a father. And he's going to watch over us, or a parent. And he's going to make sure that if they get too close to the edge, I'm going to be there. If they get ready to put their hand in the, 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 the electrical socket, I'll pull it back. But you just live life. You just go and allow God to be the one who's watching over you, watching over everything you do, watching every place you go, and, and giving you a, a knowing on the inside when you're getting too close and pulling you back uh, if you should get ready to fall off the edge. That's the beauty of living a worried-free, anti-worried life, is that you know God is watching out for you. Number eight, Freedom to explore all that is within their domain under the watchful eye of the parent. I just said that. So I just kind of repeated myself, but it sounded good when I wrote it down. So, But anyway, that's seven and eight together. Just explore. Just live life. Don't be encumbered with so many fears and so many worries. There's certain people don't want to even come out of the house now out of just some threat of getting something, whatever. And I'm not saying that you don't take precaution. You know that. We've talked about it already. We, we, we believe that, you know, mask wearing is, is okay if you go out in public or whatever. And we, 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 we uh, have uh, people in our ministry when they come to church on Sundays, they're, they're wearing masks. So I'm not saying that you throw uh, care away. I'm just saying, let's not live our lives so doggone concerned about every little thing around us. You know, I mean, my little grandson, I'm using him as an example today. Man, he's putting, he's putting stuff in his mouth. <laughs> you know, he's putting things in him and, and, and tasting things and picking up things off the floor. And, and so I just say he's, he's working on his probiotics. <laughs> he's working on that, those, that, those good uh, uh, biotics on the inside of him, helping him to build up his immune system. 
if we pull everything away from people, they never have a chance to build up their immune systems, uh, as it were. So I'm again, you did not hear George Logan say not to wear a mask. You did not hear George Logan say not to take precautions relative to this. All I'm saying is that there's somebody watching over you. Don't be consumed with it. Don't be consumed with fear. Can I go out there? Can I do this? Should I go there? Should I talk to this person? Blah, 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 blah. Well, I guess I'll just stay in. No, no. Life is on the outside. As a matter of fact, that good vitamin D you get from being outside is a good thing. Good fresh air. Get some. All right? All right. I'll get off of that. Now, number nine, taking each day as they come and living in the moment. Amen. Live in the moment, man. Live in the moment. Enjoy every minute. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your, your spouse. Enjoy your children. Sometimes just sit back and watch them and just enjoy what you see. Enjoy the food that you, you have. Enjoy the taste. Don't get so in a hurry. Let's not live a worried life. And last 10, enjoying restful sleep. Boy, them little babies, them little children, when they go to bed, they go to bed. When they go to sleep, they go to sleep. And I believe that's how God intended for us. Sweet sleep. You can sleep and then not be sweet. You can tumble and turn all night long because whatever you go to bed on your mind is going to wind around and around all night long. And at certain times, it's going to stop and awaken you and ask you, is everything okay? Is everything all right? Shouldn't you be afraid of that? But what about sweet sleep? The sweet sleep of knowing I'm in the moment. Everything's all right. Got these two people watching over me, taking care of me like a baby. They're going to be there when I get up in the morning. They're at my beckoning call. <laughs> God gave us the imagery of a child in the kingdom. And the same way, Sweet sleep. I'm watching over you. I'm taking care of you. I'm making sure things are okay. When you wake up in the morning, you'll have food on your table. When you go to bed at night, your sleep will be sweet. So here's some references I just want to give you as we close out to kind of go back to what we just talked about. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. You know this scripture. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable than, to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all of his glory was not dressed beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things. Don't worry about these things, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. They dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. If you're a believer, they should not be dominating your thoughts. But 
Your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. That's a promise from God. So don't worry about tomorrow. What's going on in this country? What's going on in your neighborhood? What's going on in your bank account? What's going on? Don't worry about tomorrow. That's what the scripture is saying. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. Don't go over in tomorrow. Know that God's got you today. A couple of other scriptures. Uh, Psalms 37, verse 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you, will then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Delight your in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him and he will help you. That's a wonderful promise. That's all we have to do. That's the simplicity of life right there. Do that. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your life to the Lord. Commit yourself. In other words, like a child, child doesn't have a choice. He commits himself to his parents because he don't really have a choice. And, and a good parent takes care of him. It's a good commitment. Trust him. Isaiah 37, 17 through 18 says, And this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in safety. Are you God's people? Now, you're more than God's people. You're God's child. I'm God's child. They were God's people, but we're God's children. Quietly at home, they will be at rest. That's my, my, my claim. My claim is that I will live peaceable. I will live quietly at home. I will live with rest. I don't care what kind of hell breaks out around me. George Logan and his family will live peaceable and quietly at home under the divine protection of an almighty God, all-powerful God, all-knowing God. And last scripture, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. His peace will put a garrison around your thoughts. It'll put a walled city around your thoughts, a wall around your mind that protect you from all that is going on out there. That's the good news, people. That's the good news. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Tell God what you need and pray and believe God, and he'll set up a garrison around your mind to keep you from fretting, from being fearful, from being disturbed, during this time, you be the light of the world. Let's be the light of the world. And right now, the light is fearlessness. The light is no fear. Peace is the light. That's the light of the world right now, is to show this world peace. Let's not get carried away in, in all the conversations that you could possibly have out there. Uh, let's make sure that we remind people that we are God's children, and he's a good father. He's a good, as the song says, he's a good, good father. You're a good father. So thank God for that. Thank you for listening to me. 
uh, and listening to the Word of God today. Um, this is Wednesday. Uh, if you're here and you're watching and you'd like to support our ministry, first and foremost, through prayer. Um, we are, we are, we are, when I look back on last year and I see the hand of God, God was so faithful in moving so many people to respond to our needs uh, and, and ministering to us in that way, serving us. That's what ministry means, serving us by giving uh, their their tithes, their offerings. People who are, who are outside of our ministry even have helped to support this ministry, and we are grateful uh, for that. Um, so uh, you should see information that will allow you to do so. You can also go to our website, our newly revamped website. Uh, we're proud of that website. Go by and check it out. It'll stay fresh with new information, new material, uh, and so you're welcome to go there as well and, and get uh, uh, materials from there. Um, so uh, you can give on, online as well, give the, through our, our giving app, or you can text it in uh, uh, likewise. So uh, that's our message for today. God bless you. Let's close with a prayer. And um, remember, let's not get drawn into fear. Let's not do that. Um, remember also, as, I, as it comes across my mind, if you're a member of our church, um, and even if you're not, you'd like to be a part of it. We're having a, a prayer here uh, Saturday morning as part of our 21-day fast and praying time. Uh, Saturday morning at 8 o'clock, we'll be here at the church uh, for a, a time of, uh, of um, intercession. Uh, and that'll go on for this Saturday, the next Saturday, and, and the last Saturday of the month. So three more Saturdays. We'll do that at 8 o'clock in the morning. We welcome you to be a part of that. Uh, prayer is what changes things. Amen. God answering those prayers. All right. So let's close and uh, thank God for you. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you so much for each and every person who's chosen to listen to this message. And I pray, Father, that you give us a zero tolerance for worry. Zero tolerance for worry. We receive the grace to do so, Father. And we repent before you and renounce uh, caring and living uh, uh, with fear as a lifestyle. We renounce it. We, we, we drop it right now. And we ask your forgiveness for even allowing fear to stay in our thoughts and our minds and worry. So we bless you for it, Father. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Uh, remember our um, Sunday morning services. 8.30 uh, and 10 o'clock. Uh, so you can come to either one of those services or you can get us online at the 10 o'clock uh, service online. Thank you once more. Love hearing from you. Uh, if this has been a blessing to you, also share it. And that's one way you can continue to get the gospel out there is share. Sometimes people won't turn directly to it, but if a good friend of theirs uh, uh, tells them about it, they're more apt to, to listen. So share this information, especially if you know some people that are consumed with worry. And put a preface behind. You need to listen to this because I know you're worrying. Here, listen to this message. All right, thank you and God bless you. Have a wonderful day.